Hey, welcome to the FitFig podcast. I'm Steph Figarelli, your host, co-owner of Figarelli's Fitness LLC in Anchorage, Alaska. And it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I've been MIA, apologies for that. Life has gotten busy and crazy, much like I'm sure it has for you as well. But I'm back and I have something I wanted to share regarding mindset. I've been reading the book Mindset by uh, Carol Dweck. If you've never read this book, I highly recommend that you put it on your reading list. It's been pretty eye-opening. And I remember the first time I read it, probably around 2013 or 14, and it didn't really resonate with me. There are a lot of stories and ideas in the book that at the time I just wasn't ready for, I guess. Uh, but this time around, I've I've really enjoyed it and I've gotten a lot out of it. And even recognized in myself a fixed mindset in many areas of my life. So I, I'm really, I'm feeling like not only do I want to share this with other people, with my clients, the podcast, friends and family, I want to start to apply the things that I've learned and start to get out of my own way. It's crazy how you can dive into self-development and think that you're on the right track in all these different areas of your life. But you really have to remind yourself and check yourself, kind of do an analysis of your life periodically. I like to do it every quarter. Uh, I actually do it every month, but I think I can get even deeper with that. And so that's going to be a goal of mine in 2023 is to just analyze things in my life a little bit more thoroughly so I can get better returns on my investment, you know, and just get better and better at what I'm doing. And I like this kind of stuff. So this was good. This was a great book. Again, if you haven't read it, check it out. If you only read two books in 2023, I recommend Atomic Habits and Mindset. Um, uh, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I like to read and I enjoy uh, recommending books to people. Uh, who love to read. So I will always uh, provide, I hope, a valuable resource around books. And this past year, I took a bit of a break from reading new books um, so I could reread old books. And I've been reading a ton. In the month of November alone, I read seven books, which is a bit of a record for me. I typically read one book per week on average. Uh, sometimes some months I'd only read one book, depended on how long it was and really how much um, of, of a deep dive I wanted to take because I love taking notes on my books. I think of them, especially obviously nonfiction and self-development books. They need a little bit more time. So I have a notebook, I keep notes and I reread the notebooks uh, and it reminds me of these nuggets of wisdom that I've extracted from these amazing books over the years. So I highly recommend that if you're just blowing through nonfiction books and you're not really retaining any of the information, it's a good idea to take notes. And I learned a great note-taking system from Ryan Holiday, who is an author and he's written many books. He does a note card system. I've shared this before in previous podcasts, but if you're interested in learning more, just Google Ryan Holiday note-taking process. Um, I don't quite do it that way anymore. I, I did for a little bit and I really liked the way that it turned out is very organized, but I can't really travel with big note card containers. So like I can with a notebook. So the notebook is much less organized, but not so much not organized, but it's just harder to find the information as you go back. 
things are not alphabetized, but it's easier to carry it around and just kind of flip through it randomly and reread things. So anyway, if you're doing uh, self-development books, you're reading them, take notes because you're going to learn a ton more from the process. Um, And more recently, I came across a guy on YouTube and at the moment cannot remember his name, but he had a recommendation for how to better retain information that I found very interesting. And I've never done this, so I don't know if it works, but if you're interested, what he recommends is finding a book, let's say this book mindset, reading the, the physical copy of the book while listening to the audiobook, and then taking notes. And he was like, this is helped him retain information tremendously. So again, I've not tried to check it out, try it for yourself if you'd like. I mean, that's a bit of a project too. So if you're already fairly busy, you know, that's going to be a bit of time consumption right there. So anyway, just some thoughts on books and taking notes and trying to remember things. Um, But what really was eye-opening for me is how much of a fixed mindset I, I have around a lot of things in my life. And, um, I've noticed it a little bit more as I've gotten older. I'm 40. I'll be 41 in March. So I'm not old by any means, but you know, I've got some life experience under my belt. And I think after the age of like 35 is when I really started to notice feeling more set in my ways and less adventurous and more risk averse. And, you know, I don't know what causes that. I kind of lost, I kind of stopped paying attention. I used to be really good at, Um, noticing when things were changing, you know, as far as my mindset, emotions, energy. And for me, it's been the last five years where I've really noticed a shift. And um, it's just been something to pay attention to. I think something she talks about in the book is when we're going through our day, we are always paying attention to the things that we're thinking about and what we're feeling We're always analyzing these things and people with a fixed mindset. So let me just give you a brief rundown of kind of the difference here. Um, And she has a great little infographic that she uses in her book that you can also Google. And it's a handy little reference. Um, Let me just give you a a quick rundown of a fixed mindset. So the idea around a fixed mindset is that I can never learn anything new. My intelligence is fixed. If I'm not naturally good at something, there's really no reason for me to push myself or try harder because I can't really change. I mean, that's the idea around this is there's nothing that I can do. Uh, So it's kind of like a learned helplessness type of behavior. Um, So, you know, this kind of, according to the infographic in the book, it leads to a desire to look smart and then therefore there's a tendency to avoid challenges, get defensive, or give up easily when you experience an obstacle, uh, see effort as fruitless. Um, As far as criticism goes, you ignore useful negative feedback, which can be very valuable for personal growth. But with a fixed mindset, you reject this because you don't want to look stupid. You don't want to look bad. Um, And as far as success of others when you're around other people who are doing well uh, you tend to feel threatened by their results or their their success you tend to be jealous or envious of what they're experiencing Um, and as a result you know this can be really difficult to reach your potential to even 
you know, achieve any of your goals because you're constantly putting these obstacles in your own path. Now, on the other hand, the growth mindset, you believe that you can develop intelligence. You can, um, you can learn more to become better. And because of this, you have a tendency to embrace challenges, to persist in the face of setbacks. So nothing is really going to put you down permanently. Uh, You're able to analyze and find solutions. Um, You see effort as the path to mastery. You learn from criticism. So not only do you, you know, welcome criticism or critical feedback, but you want to grow from it and you take the steps that are required to move forward and develop yourself in whatever area, whether it's your relationship, your career, your fitness, whatever it may be, you're always that person who's looking for a way to learn more. You're going to listen to podcasts, read books, ask questions, um, and you're going to find lessons and inspiration in the success of other people. You're not threatened by other people's success. You are inspired by their success. So, um, I mean, as a result of all of this, There's really nothing that you can't do. And I know that sounds kind of like maybe a little too idealistic, but I believe that you can do, anyone can do whatever they set their mind to do. And it really is your mindset, which is a set of beliefs that will propel you to greatness or prevent you from moving beyond, you know, whatever, like mediocrity you're feeling stuck in. So it's pretty interesting to entertain this. And I like, again, my approach with books, if you've listened to enough of my podcasts, my feeling around books is that I can pick up any book and I can read about an expert's life experience and their advice. And of course, there are books that we've all read where we don't really feel like we've gotten much out of them. But I always try to find a a book. I always try try to find something in a book that I can apply immediately. And that's the key is if something resonates or you're interested or excited or enthusiastic about something, apply it right away because enthusiasm has a half-life. You could read something right now and 30 minutes from now be less excited about applying it or 24 hours from now be less enthusiastic about trying it out. So teach it to something right away or to someone right away. So if you read something and it it sounds impactful or like something you would want to try out, uh, share it with somebody else and then try it. I think that's so powerful. And it's something a lot of people I see, they don't do it. They're just caught up in reading and it becomes a form of procrastination because you're never really applying any of the things that you learn. And this is the biggest mistake with self-development books that I have found is where people read for entertainment, which I think is fine. I read for entertainment as well, but I've found myself procrastinating and knowing there's a lot of information that I should be applying, but I'm just consuming the information. I'm not actually producing anything with it. I'm not creating value. Um, And, you know, that's something with this podcast that I think is, is important for me to share, produce content to share with other people. And when I've recommended books, it's always such a good reminder when I hear that a book that I've recommended. In fact, I was just speaking with a client. um, uh, I'd recommended the book Atomic Habits to her and she'd read it. 
And she went on to gift the book and recommend the book to people in her life. And she was sharing a story with me of how this recommendation, uh, she had recommended the book to a friend and he had lost weight and had established healthy habits. And she was just sharing that story. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like just me recommending that book to her and then her recommending it to somebody else. You know, there's this, this domino effect of really positive things that can change other people's lives beyond just yours or one other person that you share something with, you know? So it's, it's pretty cool, you know, if it's kind of this, this never-ending connection with people and sharing inspiration and ideas. I think it's pretty cool. So um, that's why I like to share this stuff with everybody. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to notice where you are willing to push yourself. And I see this show up with clients when something becomes too difficult and there really is this need to dig deep and push forward no matter what. There is this, it's, it's necessary if you want to get results with your fitness, with your fat loss, with your nutrition. If you treat everything like it's a class or a semester at college, um, you know, you, you can and you believe that you can learn and you keep working on that mindset because it's probably, you know, for most of us, depending on all the things we have going on, it can come in waves as far as how optimistic we feel about what we're capable of doing. And that's pretty common. You're human, you have emotions, you have life stressors, and a lot of things that are going to get in the way. But if you believe that you can learn something new and that you can persevere, you will. And it's as simple as that. And I've seen it happen with clients all the time. People will take it on like a fun new challenge and they'll keep reading and they're the ones asking all the questions and they're listening to the podcasts that I recommend. They're reading the books that I suggest and they're going to get the best results because they're invested in their own learning process. And this is a vital p- part of having a growth mindset. And it's pretty eye-opening when you read a book like this and you see the difference in the fixed and the growth mindsets and how it shows up not only in your own behavior, but in the people around you. But I think once you become aware of it, then you can help other people. You can help your kids. You can help your significant other, your coworkers. And of course, not everybody's willing to be helped. So there's only so much that you can do. But at least becoming aware of it allows you to behave differently and maybe not get so frustrated with people because you understand them better. That's one of the biggest values I get out of reading books like this is understanding human psychology. So not only do I get uh, this greater self-awareness of my own behavior and habits, but I get it, I recognize it in other people. And so I can be a a better coach and I can be just a better person all around, I think. Um, And I don't know, I think there's just a lot, a lot of really interesting things that we can pick up from books that maybe we just take for granted. You know, the library's is there and there's really no excuse not to get your hands on a good book um, and build up your own home library. Really. I changed my mindset around that like education a long time ago. And I really worked hard 
over the years to build up my own home library because I would go to the library and I check out books and I, I recommend that. The problem would be if it was a new book or it was a popular book, it often was checked out. And so I couldn't get my hands on it. And that was frustrating because, you know, you don't want to wait weeks and weeks for a book. Uh, if you want to you know, get a hold of it, you got to read it. You want to read it now. So I just decided I'm going I'm to invest. I'm going to put aside a certain amount of money and invest in my own home library and just buy my own books. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't care about like Netflix or anything. I don't, I don't watch like a lot of TV or movies or anything. So really it's like putting your money in that self-education and self-development is a worthy investment. So if you're somebody who's saying, well, books are too expensive, this is for you. <laughs> it's, you're investing in your own personal growth and education. And I think that's also part of a fixed mindset is saying things like, well, it's too expensive. Uh, I can't afford that. It's like, well, it, you know, if you allocated your funds appropriately to the things that you want or the things you find important, your priorities, you're going to find a way to pay for that. And, uh, you know, this is just another excuse for not doing something because I think you can always figure out how to afford a $15 book if you really wanted it or whatever the case may be, whatever you say you can't afford. Um, but it's just another way of like locking yourself and labeling yourself into this like uh, limitation, keeping yourself limited by saying you can't do something. There's always a way to figure it out. And we are hardwired for laziness, so it makes perfect sense to not want to work hard naturally. It doesn't come natural to any of us. You know, when something gets challenging... It's easy to just say, well, it's hard, so it must not be something I should be doing. And this is a perfect, uh, there was a perfect example of this in the book where she, the author of Mindset, explained how when couples end up breaking up or divorcing, they often will look at the relationship very critically and they'll say, well, if it, you know, it shouldn't be this hard. If it was meant to be, it would be easy. You know, relationships really shouldn't be this much work. And what do we have over 50% divorce rate in the United States? So it's quite high uh, for same-sex couples as well as heterosexual couples. Divorce rates are very high because people reach that point where they can't really take it anymore. And they go like, I, I just, this isn't worth it to me. It's really, it shouldn't be this hard. And then they divorce. And she goes on to explain in the book that, no, actually, relationships are a lot of work. Uh, you're two people who are ever-evolving and you're often evolving on two different paths because if you have kids and jobs and all these things, you know, we often end up going opposite ways of our partner when we're busy and years pass and suddenly you're on two different paths and you don't know one another anymore. But the, the key is to stay connected, to continue to work hard, to communicate, to be honest and seek help if needed. If you need a therapist to intervene, this is important too. Uh, to seek out the appropriate help. Um, so I found that just really interesting about the relationship uh, part of a fixed mindset. It's just assuming the thing should be easy, um, but also assuming you should be naturally good at something. And when you're not, that it's not something you should pursue. And I think about this in like the sports I've played in the past where I've been a naturally gifted athlete and kinesthetically like movement wise I've always felt like a natural 
um, good mover. Like I could skateboard and I could snowboard, play basketball, play softball, throw, you know, a football. And I always felt like, okay, well, you know, it doesn't take me long to get the hang of whatever this is. But to push myself even further to elevate my skills, I remember feeling how, you know, during times, um, especially formative years, like junior high, where I was noticing how naturally good I was at sports. If I noticed or felt like something was a little bit out of the comfort zone and I would push up against a lot of frustration around it, I would quit. And that became, you know, again, just something that becomes very easy. Well, if I have to work that hard, like I'm already naturally good. Like, why do I have to push any harder? And this was uh, a tendency of fixed mindset people, especially kids in sports and um, this belief system that something should be naturally easy to you. And if it's not, then you should quit. Why should I have to work hard? You know, but the smartest and, and the smartest people and the best athletes and, you know, all these people who persevered and excelled in whatever it was they were doing recognized that they needed to continue learning and they needed to continue embracing the challenges if they were going to be the best at what they were doing. And again, like, you know, this is often something that people do is they just quit. So crazy uh, how it shows up in, in other areas of life and um, labeling yourself and judging other people. So I just wanted to share that with you and uh, get myself back on with the podcasting, get back in my routine got some new things to share with y'all. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, gearing up for a new year and uh, setting some goals and getting clear about things that I want to do. And I hope you are too. I hope you're thinking of big things and getting excited about your own goals and ideas, uh, plans that you want to achieve in 2023. But yeah, um, I'm back. So, Hope you guys are doing well. I will talk to you in the next one.